Good morning and good afternoon, depending on wherever you are at the time of this recording and when you're listening to this. This is episode 28 of the Restricted Zone podcast. I'm with my fellow co-host today. Chris, introduce yourself, man. Yo, yo, how's everybody doing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Kyrie, introduce yourself, man. Yo, yo, what's good, everybody? Uh-huh. Yo, Mari, introduce yourself, man. Um, yo, Kyle, and I'm blessed to be here today. You know the vibes, man. Kyrie, I mean, Lodge, introduce yourself, man. Yo, what's good, everybody? All right, man, this is episode kind of long overdue, but we're getting to it now. We're going to do a little recap of the games that in the NFL that just happened this past weekend. Man, we got a lot to talk about. The group chat was jumping, a lot of it going back and forth. I mean, I want to just give – just you guys give your takes on the game itself and what was your thoughts about it, what game to you was more entertaining, what was more impressive, and what about the game made it a lot of uh, made it really disappointing for you? And it felt like it cost a, that team the W. So, I mean, I want to go off with Mar. Mar had a lot to say about the games for the weekend. So, I'm going to swing up to Mar first. Go ahead, Mar. Um. Well. You cheated. You, well, you know, you know what I was telling everybody: the Packers got cheated. But I'm gonna be honest. I'm I'm always keeping it. I'm always be honest. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna never be biased. Um, the Packers didn't capitalize on opportunities. They had missed opportunities. Um, not even just all in the fourth quarter with those interceptions. The first quarter, Devontae Adams dropped the touchdown, and then they tried him again in the back of the end zone, but Adam Lazar was wide open underneath. So missed opportunities. And then, um, you know, Aaron Jones, he didn't seem, it didn't seem like he came to play. He just was just coughing the pillow. He just kept fumbling. As soon as they took him out, they went on a run. He had two fumbles, and luckily the first one got recovered. But that's mainly what it is. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers, I don't necessarily throw the whole game on Aaron Rodgers. I don't throw the whole game on anybody because even Kevin King, oh, my gosh, he got exposed badly. I take everything back what I said about him. He got exposed badly. Um, It's just missed opportunities because they could have won that game. The Buccaneers didn't look like a Super Bowl team to me. They didn't look like they could beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, but – I'm not. I'm not gonna pick a clear winner, but they really could have won that game because the Bucks. They didn't. They didn't want to win it. They didn't want to win it either. Mm. Okay, pretty sound. I mean, uh, I want to. I'm gonna start off with with you, Chris. I mean, what what's your thoughts on that, and what do you got to add to what Mar had to say about that? Uh he was basically going point everything. Um, I definitely did enjoy the Buccaneers Packers game more than the Chiefs Bills game. I think. The first half was a lot more exciting than the second half. But, again, to like what Mars said, Packers just missed chances. I had them winning, and I felt like they – they mean, they left 16 points off the board. So, they only lost by, what, five? They they, they, yeah, yeah. they could have won. And also, like what Mars said, Tampa Bay, even though they're the Super Bowl, Tampa Bay didn't look like the Super Bowl team. I mean, their defense played well. Minus the – all the, like, penalties, quote-unquote penalties, because they were letting them play. But just the fact that – they put the game out of reach. And at that point, you're just supposed to coast to a victory. And I mean, they won at the end, but it wasn't easy. I mean, Mike Evans dropping a lot of passes. He's the reason two interceptions happen. Throwing bad passes, like just run the ball, get the clock out. So although they did win, uh, they don't look like a Super Bowl team to me. And maybe that's because they're missing some weapons in Winfield and Brown, who are supposed to be back for the Super Bowl. But I mean, they did win and it was a good game, but it was just – I think more so the Packers beat themselves than the than the Buccaneers were really winning. Well, okay. All right. That That's pretty sound. I mean, Lodge, I mean, you, you was kind of going back and forth a little bit on the 
on the Packers game. I mean, you want to give your thoughts on that one too, man? Definitely want to. I feel like Chris and, and Mars points pretty much hit it on the spot, but I also do want to uh, kind of point out that honestly, that game honestly just kind of just goes down to capitalizing on your turnovers because we only committed two turnovers and we had 14 points off two turnovers. The Packers had about what I think it was three or four turnovers and they only had committed six points to it. So it's just like you can't, you can't, you can't. Looking looking back at that, they they ran, they kind of led every stat. They, they led us in time of possession. They they love they led us in first downs, all that, and they didn't they didn't capitalize at all. They they had what four uh, red zone drives and they didn't score on any, or like they scored once, or they set up yeah. for a field goal or yeah. something like that. Right. So it's just like when it comes down to it, and even even before that last play on on the Bucks drive to get the first down. Um, the before, before when they when they settled for the field goal, the uh, drive and forth for the Packers, that third down play. If Aaron Rodgers didn't settle for the, settle for the pass, he could have at least ran it to the three, two, one yard line, and they could have just sent Aaron Jones in and ran it in, and, and, and maybe Matt Matt Lafleur would have went for it. So it's just like stuff like things like that. You kind of just had to look back at look back to, and kind of just realize about the game, and just don't kind of just base it off the one call at the end of the game, which I understand. But if you do go like that, if you look at the replay. As soon as the snap calls, there's 12 men on the field. So it's just like that whole play is dead regardless, and it's a first down. So the game, that game was over with after I – sh- I shouldn't say after Rodgers didn't try to run, but after LaFleur just made that call and just kind of just gave us the ball after a field goal. Okay, that's definitely pretty sound itself. So uh, a lot of crucial mistakes happened. Uh, Chris, I mean, Kyrie, what's your thoughts on, on the game overall? Like, what takeaways could you take away from that? Yeah, so everybody made really, really solid points. Um, the main thing I wanted to highlight was just the amount of mistakes the Packers made. And I go to that, uh, that fourth and goal that Rodgers is talking about where they decided to uh, take it out of Aaron Rodgers' hands and go for the field goal instead of trying to get some points before the end of the half. Because at, at the end of that half, they give up a touchdown to Scotty Miller, which right. was a backbreaker. And then coming out of the third quarter, they uh Aaron Jones uh he fumbled it early in the third quarter and gave it back up to Devin White. So little mistakes like that, like they let Aaron Rodgers get sacked five times, and like everybody else was saying, um they didn't capitalize on the mistakes that Tampa Bay was actually making. Tom Brady throwing those three bad interceptions in the second half, um they just didn't capitalize. Man, and definitely uh on that Packers game, I actually want to touch on Aaron Rodgers a lot, man. I mean, so what does this mean, you know? Uh, for him as his legacy, you know, he constantly comes close and, you know, he, he just doesn't make that that next step. He won the Super Bowl, right? But a lot of people feel like he should have at least two under his belt or at least more than that. I mean, what's you guys thought about Aaron Rodgers, you know, as his legacy, you know, who he is as a player? I mean, absolutely, he's a Hall of Famer. But what's your thoughts at, about him constantly not taking that next step? I mean, what's your thoughts on that, Lamar? I don't want to say him not taking the next step. I mean – He's lost to us. He's lost to us in the championship right. game. He just lost to Tampa Bay. I don't want to put that game on him, but he could have played. He didn't play well enough for them to win. He could have did more. Mm. But I'm not going to put that game on him. And then another game, like a, like everybody knows, if they recover the onside kick, they, they win that game. So I don't want to necessarily say Aaron Rodgers doesn't take the next step. I just feel like Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback that he he just never has. Well, I'm not gonna say never. Okay. When he's when he started reaching his prom, it's not like he had that defensive playmaker on his team. Like once once he really started going and getting his own team together, 
is like he never had that playmaker. And not saying he never had a good defense, but he never had that one true playmaker that would like just kind of like stood out for that kind of stood out for Green Bay. So I think his legacy, he's 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 a like you say, he's a Hall of Famer. In my opinion, he's a he's top ten, top five quarterback. But as far as him not taking the next step, I don't really agree with that. Okay. No, that sounds fair. You made valid points. I mean, uh, uh, Lodge, let me, what's your thoughts on that? You want to cut out when I'm going to answer this question. So, I mean, Mar, I agree with you. I, I wouldn't say he, he's never had, he's never, he was never able to take the next step. It was more so, more or less like the situation he was getting put in, whether it was not a complete offense or not a complete defense or not, or not a complete team itself in general. And uh, but I do feel like just him being known as like one of the greatest like football talents ever to touch the field will just kind of solidify who he who he is and and will will be when he finally retires. So it's just I guess it's I, I, it, it is definitely a tough tough pill to swallow because he had a lot of opportunities, but I feel like next year he has one more chance though. One more chance only. You don't see any more chances after the next season. <clears throat> Just that one chance. Only. It depends. It depends because if 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 they if he stays with Green Bay, and they kind of like tweak the squad a little bit, which they can, and they make another push, I don't know. He may stay, but it, it, I don't know. He looked fed up a little bit because that. I'm not even gonna lie to you. That fourth down call was low key. I didn't realize it until we, they they kicked the field goal, and then I was just like, wait, what? Right. I was like, there's too much. It's not enough time for all that. Like you got to do nah, not come on. You can't do that. Definitely, definitely. I mean, Chris, I mean, what's your thoughts about Aaron Rodgers' legacy? You know, him him losing to Tom Brady, you know, like what's your thoughts on him overall and his, his Hall of Fame? I, th- I think his legacy is already set. Uh I Mar uh Mar really hit all the the uh, main points and that he's always just been in bad situations. And again, football is not just one person's fault that a team loses in. Like I said, Aaron Rodgers, he, I think he's already taken the next step. I think he's proved now. He could have played better than the Tampa Bay game, but that doesn't define his legacy. He, he'll he go down as one of the greats. He'll, he might be talking about like a Dan Marino. I would talk about Dan Marino just for the fact that he was such this great quarterback. He always put up numbers. He just couldn't make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, they might talk about Aaron Rodgers that he just couldn't get back there. But it's not like it's not like he's his legacy's uh, at a standstill or anything. His legacy's already set. Okay, that's pretty sound. I mean, that's, that's definitely sound. I mean, Kyrie, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, he had a great career. Yeah, just like before, everybody made really solid points. I mean, you, it's disappointing he only won one Super Bowl, only been the one Super Bowl. But when you look at all the accomplishments and everything that he's accomplished with the Packers, staying in one franchise his whole career, it uh, it he, it just screams like Hall of Fame player. He's obviously a, a generational player. So uh, I don't know why, but when I think of his career, I, I often think of, um, to NBA comparison, Dirk Nowitzki's career. Like, he was a great franchise player. He's a Hall of Fame player. He was just only able to win that one championship, but he has the MVPs right. also. I love that comparison. That's actually a sound comparison. Right. Wait, hold up. He said Dirk Nowitzki? Yeah. yeah. Franchise player. He was able to win one championship. They both led the team to playoffs. You know. Many but- years. They, they both stayed with one franchise. They dedicated their whole career to one franchise. I think okay. it's pretty. Okay. I see what you're saying. I was, yeah, I, was, yeah. I, was, I was thinking too literal. My bad. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I, was, I, was, I, I used to talk about when he choked against the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, listen. I actually want to reference to what Lasha said about um, Aaron Rodgers might only have one more shot next season. Do you guys 
how many chances do you think Aaron Rodgers uh, has to really compete for the Super Bowl? I mean, uh, I mean, he's always going to give the. I, I'm gonna just start. He's always going to give the Packers a chance to win, mm. uh, as, long, as long as he doesn't decline. And as of right now, he seems like he's only gotten better. So it doesn't seem like a decline is anywhere. Okay, I think it's just all about like the the weapons that you start to develop around him, or the uh, the established talent you put around him. All right. Okay, that's pretty fair. All right, moving on to the next topic. We're moving on to another quarterback. He's slightly underrated in the league. People really don't know where to put him at in terms. His name is Matthew Stafford, and he asked for the trade from the Detroit Lions. Uh, his value right now is kind of hard to really estimate, but what team would you like to see Matthew Stafford on that would maximize his ability and give him that chance to really compete for, you know, a Super Bowl possibly? I mean, I'm going to go ahead with Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Uh I was thinking about it for a couple of days, and when I, I thought of two places. I, I really want to see him in one place more than the other, but I thought two places. I thought Chicago and, the, and New Orleans. I want to mm. see him more so in Chicago than, than New Orleans, uh, only because I personally, in my opinion, I think I like the Bears defense better than the Saints defense. No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but even with that, though, it's like, I, like you know what Matthew Stafford can bring to a table. He's gonna he can throw you in a game, throw you out of a game. But he's definitely yeah. underrated. And I felt like he just never had like he don't, like only one time when he was in Detroit did he have a really solid defense throughout his entire career. So it's like you put him on the team with already a defense with already a defense that's good as it is, and then you just add a weapon to offense, you're gonna be good. So if the Bears can get him, they have another chance at getting Allen Robinson, and they have those two. They they could be contenders. So I like to see him in Chicago more so than New Orleans, but those are the two places I was thinking of. And those two teams, in your opinion, would give them the great chance to really compete for a Super Bowl? I think so, because the Bears – I think the Bears' defense is set. I mean, they everybody has missing pieces on defense, but the foundation is there. And even though – and really what held them back this year was their offense, because you see how they got to a good start, and then they and then they got – in the bottom middle of the season, they, they were stagnant. It's because of their mm-hmm. offense. It wasn't a defense. The defense was doing what they could do. Right. I mean, defense on the field, um, more than half of the game, you're going to get tired. I think right. if they just had a better quarter, a quarterback and they got an opposite back, I feel like they have a chance to be contenders again. I think because I think maybe Stafford could take that next step to uh, be a top-tier quarterback. I think he has the capability. He has all the talent. Like you said, he's very underrated in this league because yeah. he's put up a lot of numbers, but he's just always on a bad team. Right. Uh, Lodge, I actually want to touch on you. You, you sound like you was itching to say something in the, in the first beginning part of Chris with, with what he had to say. I mean, what's your thoughts about Matthew Stafford? And what team do you think, in your opinion, uh, he could go to to maximize his chance to go to the Super Bowl? I was just surprised that he would, he, he picked the Bears over the Saints. But I, I kind of understand why. But at the end of the day, looking what Drew Brees did with them weapons, and imagine Matt Stafford, and he that be a true gunslinger. He'd be – That'd be crazy. I ain't even going to hold. And their defense is good enough to, to win a bowl, in my opinion. So it's just like him, Kamara, Thomas, Sanders. Man, I'll be nasty. I ain't even going to hold. So but, you like the Saints uh, over the Bears? Yeah, but I also want to uh, – because honestly, I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to the 49ers anymore. So, yeah, he go there. <laughs> that's over. another one. Pretty interesting. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta still, too, because I, I feel like Matt Ryan is done. Maybe uh, not done as he's gonna retire, but I feel like he ain't going. Nah, they need to move on. Well, I need a defense. You gotta go to the defense. They, 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 they do. They do. They definitely do. All right. Okay. That's pretty sound. I mean, Mar. I mean, what's your thoughts about Matthew Stafford and the, and the next team he should go to to maximize his chances for competing? 
I mean, well, the reports I saw, I like the Colts. Um, I also, yeah, I saw the Saints. I saw the 49ers. I saw all those teams. But I personally like the Colts because um, I feel like if you give Matthew Stafford a good coach and a good defense, he's one of them quarterbacks that will take that'll take opportunity. There. But um, if it was possible, I would want him to go to the Titans for real, for real. Because yeah, that would be lit. Because that's that's just like one of those picks I have in my head. But like like I said, off the reports I saw, I would want them to go to the Colts. But if if it could happen, I wouldn't mind him going to the Titans because I really felt like they'll be dangerous with a solid, especially with a quarterback like Matthew Stafford. Okay, that's definitely. Hey sweet. yo, I just want to put this out, Colin. Wait, I, 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 I ain't saying we definitely win it, but if we win that bowl and Brady retire, <laughs> uh, Matt Stafford can come home to Tampa if he wants to. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> ah, smooth taking. That would be nasty. Yo, right? That would be nasty. Yo, now I want us to win so Brady can go home. Yo, Brady win this, we can go home. Yeah, I don't know Matt, when it's we right up. It's over with. It's over with. <laughs> I feel like Tom Brady might play till he's like in his fifties, man. I just no, nah, he said forty-five, so he's probably gonna play another year or two. So oh, man. Even if he win, I feel like he's gonna try to nah if he win and try to play again, he's different. Oh man. Wow. All right, listen, we're not gonna touch on that now. I wanna get to Kyrie. Kyrie, what was your thoughts about what team you think Matthew Stafford could go to to maximize his chance of going to the Super Bowl? So me personally, like earlier this week, because I was seeing reports that uh the Rams are super committed to Jared Goff. And then with the reports of uh, Matthew Stafford uh, wanted to leave or wanted to part ways the lines flying around, it, it, it was only right for me to put them two together. And I could see it working because he'll be in a creative offense with Sean McVay, um, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, uh, Robert Woods. And then he has the offense that also got him too. So I think he would really, uh, really be good with the L.A. Rams. The L.A. Rams and Matthew Stafford. What do you guys think about that, actually? I, that, the Rams never came in my head as one of the options. I mean – what do you guys uh, think about the Rams? Thank That'd be you. nice. I, I would get another receiver, though, or a running back. Mm, okay. I mean, they did have a number one defense, so, I mean, listen, right. you can give them a quarterback. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. Stafford would be an upgrade over Jared Goff. But, but, look, but look at the teams we got now that that's, that that's in the bowl. They just stacked. So, you might as well just join the party. I mean. <laughs> join the party. All right. So, we move on to the next topic. It's a quarterback filled episode today. It's another quarterback we're going to touch on, Phillip Rivers. As all of you guys know, he announced his retirement. Uh, He came in in the 2004 NFL draft with 17 quarterbacks in that draft, but three of them all went to have great careers, Eli Manning and Ben. So, I mean, just looking at those two, they each got a Super Bowl, and he's the only one left out out of the three. And uh, it's pretty crazy because his stats is up to par and, and you know, you look at him and you say, "Man, he never won a Super Bowl, or even even made the Super Bowl." So, I mean, I just want to ask you guys: This is Philip Rivers one of the best quarterbacks to not make the Super Bowl in NFL history? I mean, I want to throw that up to Chris. Let's see what Chris thinks. Uh, after thinking about it for a while and looking at some of the numbers he put up, and comparing them to again Dan Marino, an argument can definitely be made. Uh, I don't necessarily know how many chances he really had outside of, I think, from the, I'll say, the 2006 to 2010 span when I know the Chargers were really good. But he could definitely be put up there after looking at his numbers. I mean, like, if you really just look at Soli's stats, you could definitely say, man, like, this guy never made a Super Bowl. 
it's due it's due to a lot of uh, circumstances like the management injuries him kind of slightly underperforming a lot of factors going to him but definitely uh elijah uh, elijah what's your thoughts about do you think philip rivers one of the best quarterbacks and never make it to the super bowl uh, he's definitely up there. I, I don't have the, that many in my head that I can name off the top of my head to kind of place him somewhere, but he's definitely up there. But I also want to do ask, do you guys feel like he uh, will be inducted to the Hall of Fame? Because I don't think he will. You know, mm, is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer? Hmm. I mean, Mar, you think you, you think that Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer? I sure do not. <laughs> I sure do not. All right, I mean, Kyrie, what's your thoughts on that? You think, you think he's a Hall of Famer now? Um, so I can't really, I haven't really kept up with him too much uh, as of like from the time I've watched football. So I don't know too much about him. Uh, but from like the stats and from this, like a few things I have seen, I know like that he he was a really good quarterback in his time. So I don't future Hall of Famer. I'm not sure, but he's definitely one of the one like one of the best to never make a, a Super Bowl. His stats in the college defense don't lie. Hmm, that's pretty sound. I mean, Chris, what's your thoughts? You think Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer? Chris. Uh, my bad. So, I actually, I think he has a good chance to make the Super Bowl. Uh, I said Super Bowl, I'm sorry. Yeah, Hall of Fame. Because I'm just thinking about him and Dan Marino. And I know Dan Marino has a lot more uh, awards or gets a lot more accreditation than Philip Rivers does, but I kind of look at it the same way I look at the at the Dallas situation with Troy Aikman and Tony Romo. I mean, Troy Aikman is more of a legend because of the dynasty they built in the 90s, but Romo's stats are better than his. And, I mean, Romo has a chance to make it to the Hall of Fame, so why does it fill it? Mm. Oh, that's definitely Sam. Mm. Um, well, go ahead, Lodge. It's like you got something to say to that one. Because I understand what you're saying, because I, I feel like either one of them will make it, because do Romo they do how they do it? Wait, so do they how they do like how is it similar to how they do it with the NBA or no? Or do, do they do it by like they just randomly pull people? Because I know some people don't make it and they keep adding them on. Actually, I never really uh got a full detail on the NFL Hall of Fame criteria. I mean, how, how does that? Ne- I mean, I would have to look into that another time. But uh, I want to go back to the original question about uh, Philip Rivers was one of the greatest quarterbacks to never make the uh, Chris. Uh, Chris already answered. I mean, Kyrie, do you think Phillip Rivers won the, the best quarterbacks and never make it to the uh, Super Bowl? Yeah, bro, I just said it. Oh, you did? Oh, what the, what the... oh, man. Hey, Mar, can you hear me? Yeah. So, so do you think that Phillip Rivers won the best quarterbacks and never make it to the Super Bowl? I don't think he is the best, but, I mean, you can say off my hand he's top five quarterbacks, but I'm not going to say he's the best because y'all know Dan Marino is like he played in the NFL. But I can certainly say he's definitely top five. Right, right. That's, that's definitely Sam. All right. Um, I actually want to go back to the first question. Actually, we didn't even get to touch on the uh, Chiefs and Bills games. Uh, so what was your guys' thoughts and takeaways from that? You know, like, uh, was was that game entertaining to you? Do you feel like some some plays were kind of called called wrong? What was your thoughts on that? Go ahead, Lodge. I honestly didn't pay too much mind after the first half. Honestly, uh, strictly because it, it just felt like 
the Bills kind of just like kind of like gassed out. They kind of just kind of just gave everything they had, and it just. It just kind of just made me just look to next year for them because I feel like next year they'll make even a bigger push and have a bigger kind of like impact, even though they they made it to the AFC Championship, which possibly they couldn't, they, they may not make it again. But I feel as though like them coming back next year, it'll it'll be another good year for them. Um, for the winner, the Chiefs, <clears throat> I'm excited, honestly. I wasn't, I wasn't, I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I wasn't expecting this year to come out to be. These two people. I honestly didn't think the Chiefs were going to make it back. <laughs> oh man, I didn't want them to actually. Honestly, you didn't want them to. Why not? No, nah, because I feel like with NFL teams, when they like win consecutive Super Bowls, it's just like I don't know. Mm. I feel like when when they finally fizzle out, it kind of just makes them look like they were really beatable this whole time. So I'd rather them win one, lose, and they come back and come even stronger or get better or just feel me. So right. right. I mean, Chris, I mean, what was your thoughts about the uh, Chiefs and Bills games? Like, any takeaways from that game? Was that entertaining to you? Some plays called you felt was a little bit iffy. What's your thoughts on that? It didn't live up to my expectations. Uh, I think Buffalo is in good hands with where they are. I think they have a chance to make it back next year. And I think they have a chance to build a really good team as long as nobody gets hurt. Uh, From the Chiefs, the Chiefs, I mean – I mean, they played well. I'm not going to say they played great. I mean, I know Tariq Hill and Travis Kelsey went off, which is good, but I'm not going to say they played great. i say the defense impressed me some, though, because I know the defense is really shaky, or it can be at times. But the defense did impress me, though. So that's the takeaway I got from it. If they bring that against Tampa Bay, they, they might repeat. That's, that sounds fair. I mean, Kyrie, I mean, what's your thoughts about the games? Like, what, what was the game entertaining for you, or – um, it wasn't super entertaining. Uh, it to me, it just showed us how dominant the Chiefs can be. Um, when they have everything clicking, uh, after the Bills went up 9 0, the Chiefs roared back and scored 21 straight points. So, like, and they showed like the talent they have at with Travis Kelsey and, and Tyreek Hill, they could they could do pretty much anything out there. They did a good job of uh, protecting Patrick Mahomes, who only got sacked once. And like Chris said, their defense really uh, really showed something too. They they forced uh, Josh Allen to throw his first playoff career pick. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty sound. I mean, Mar, what's your thoughts about the Chiefs and Bills games? Like, what takeaways you can take away from that game? Um, well, I noticed the Chiefs in the first half of games, they they just take the opponent's confidence away. They just snatch their souls because last year when they played the Texans, the Texans were up, but they were up because the Chiefs had missed opportunities. They also fumbled a punt last year. And the Texans, because they were never supposed to go up 21 nothing. They were never supposed to just go up on them. So the Chiefs storm back and they take the confidence away from the Texans. Same things hap- same thing happens this year. They fumble, they fumble a punt. The Chief the, the Bills go up nine nothing. The Bills go up. So it's like once the Chiefs start roaring back or they start scoring in the first half, like 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 it was previously said, they look gassed and their confidence was just taken away because they can't hang. Like the Chiefs. They'll probably they, they could put up 21 in the first half and put up 21 in the second half if they want to when they when they really have to play. But sometimes they don't even have to do all that. They could just play halfway while you're trying your hardest. And it's like y- y'all still can't match up. Like nobody can just hang with their offense. So they they did like the, the Bills, they they surprised me. They really did look they looked horrible. I thought I had I thought they would have had a better chance. Of winning this game, I like the way they were coming in. Um, 
that's that's yeah. But I do like what the Bills have for the future. But I was I was really in shock. But the Chiefs are just that good. No teams can hang with them for real. Also, I also wanted to mention one of the key, like as a key point was how well they guarded Stephon Diggs. Because I think at one point in the third quarter, he um he had like two catches on six targets for twelve yards. I he didn't even he get in the end zone. Yeah, and I think the end off he only had he he only had like seventy like seventy eight seventy seven yards something like that. So they really like made him the focus and forced Cole Beasley to kind of step up be the, and be that guy, which he isn't. And that was that was one of the main keys in, in stopping the Bills to me. All right. That's pretty that's pretty fair. So we got a our Super Bowl Super Bowl matchup. So can't wait for that. We'll definitely touch on that in a later part uh, in the future. I want to make a super early prediction for next year though. I feel one team will be back in the Super Bowl. That's gonna be the Philadelphia Eagles. So just watch out for that. Holla, don't do that to us. Let's wrap it up. Oh, don't do that to us, bro. Come on. You should please end it episode. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it now. Don't be surprised when we listen. Everyone is talking smack right now. Just don't be surprised. That's all I'm gonna say. Did all you right. forget to hit the record button? <laughs> so, <laughs> It's, it's the recording. All right, but that that concludes uh, episode 20 of the Restricted Zone podcast. Buddy, man, that's I want to thank my fellow co-hosts. I want to thank uh, Kyrie, Chris, Elijah, Mark. Thanks for God, be guys hopping on this episode. I uh, really appreciate it. You can follow us uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Pod, uh, Podbean will come eventually, and et cetera. You can, each, you can follow us on Instagram at Restricted Zone Pod. You can also follow us each and individually on Instagram, ask us questions, tell us what topics we could talk about, and et cetera. So thank you guys for tuning in to us, Upstarts, and we really appreciate it. Have a great day, everyone.